of those benefits by faith or we don't lay hold of them we don't have them and so so many people don't know what belongs to us and uh, uh, you know Jesus came the Bible says the thief comes but to steal and to kill and to destroy but I am come that you might have life and have it more abundantly and you know uh, you can't if you're not in the church or have never been in the church you can't judge Christianity by what Hollywood says because they're not painting the right picture they're not painting the ac- accurate picture and, and uh, uh, some of the scenes we've seen in some movies you know about churches and church people you know that uh, especially kind of spiritual people they're all weird and and uh, kind of freaky and and uh, 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 you know that that's just not the case, Amen. When when you get a hold, of, excuse me, when you get a hold of Jesus, just right, and He gets a hold of you, He's going to make you the, the the best version of you that you possibly can be, Absolutely. Amen. And uh, He came that we might have life and have it more abundantly, and that's what the world needs to see. And if you don't know Jesus, that's what you need to to do we're religion offers us a way uh, religion is man trying to reach god amen but true christianity and there are many religions but only one risen savior and uh but true christianity is god reaching down to us and paying a price for us that we could not pay and and uh making a way for us uh, that that we could not make ourselves, and all we have to do is believe it and receive it, and and then uh, trust in that, and adhere to it, Amen. And there there's just so many contrary versions of Christianity, and and uh, you know people can have some different opinions, like you know if the Methodists uh, they used to uh, uh, want to sprinkle, but you know the Methodist churches that I know have baptismal, so I, you know so that must not be an issue. But it used to be the Baptist dunked and the Methodist sprinkled. Well, you know, uh, praise God now. You know the Trinity's got a nice baptismal. You know, Hallelujah. So, uh, and we appreciate that. Uh, but you know, little little things like that. But it's all about knowing Jesus, really knowing Jesus. Amen. And uh, so I want to talk about that a little bit. I want to talk about uh, the difference between fellowship and relationship with the Lord. The Lord offers us both uh, as, as uh, human beings, as part of the human race. That's available to us, praise God, because of what Jesus did, because what Christmas is all about. Jesus came uh, as a little baby, praise God, and he grew up to be uh, a man without sin, a man part man part God amen and he was without sin the only one and his perfect sacrifice paid the way for all of us amen so I want to start reading first John uh, 3 and 1 and I believe this will help you and bless you and help you understand we need to know what we have and we need to know what Christmas is all about and 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 what belongs to us what the benefits are and, and how to lay hold of them and enjoy them, praise God. Because really, God intended, according to the letter to the Ephesians, God intended us to show all the world and even all the heavenlies 
how good God is, how good it is to be a child of God. And, and uh, you know, we got some Christians that are just plumb sad, you know, and, and, and not doing well at all. Well, they haven't waited out until the fullness of everything that belongs to us. Amen. And I'm, I'm going after it, praise God. I ain't got all mine yet, but uh, I know where it's at, and, and I'm going after it, praise God, and I hope you go with me. So 1 John, the first epistle of John, chapter 3, uh, verse 1, says, Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us, that we should be called uh, children of God. Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us, that we should be called children of God. Therefore the world does not know us, because it did not know, know Him. So Hollywood doesn't understand Christians, and please don't make your judgments on what Christians are and what Christianity is. On, or, or, or maybe most all of us have a weird relative. You know, don't, don't base Christianity on, on all that. Amen. You need to, to, to look after Jesus because one thing about it, Christians aren't perfect, but we have a perfect Savior. Amen. Amen. And I don't want you to miss Christ because of Christians. Amen. Hallelujah. And, I, and, and Lord, help me not to be one of those Christians that causes people to miss you. Amen. Hallelujah. We want to grow up uh, out of that. Inside of every human being, God designed us where there's a void that it was designed for him to fill. Now, Jesus said this in, in Luke 11. Uh, when an unclean spirit goes out of a man, he goes through dry places seeking rest and finding none. Uh, he says, I will return to my house from which I came. And when he comes, he finds it swept and put in order. Then he goes and takes with him seven other spirits more wicked than himself. And they enter and dwell there. And the last state of that man is worse uh, than the first. So here we have red letters, the Lord Jesus talking about unclean spirits. There are unclean spirits. There are demonic spirits in the world. Uh, even some Christians pay very little attention to it. They don't talk about it. They don't believe in it. And, and uh, we'll, we'll get all excited about uh, horror movies and fear and demonic stuff and, and uh, you know, zombies and... and uh, uh, all kinds of stuff and get all caught in that stuff, but they don't even know. I mean, the fact of the matter is, so many people are, if they did carry a Bible, they're, they're, they're packing around a book that they know little to nothing about. Somebody said, you know, you know, what kind of Christian are you? You don't know where your Bible's at, much less what's in it. Amen? And, and because we're, we haven't been encouraged to read the Bible and study the Bible, well, we're children of God. It's, our, it's the book of our inheritance. Amen. It's God's book. We ought to know a little something about it. And really, because of lack of knowledge, a lot of people in times gone, really, in the Roman church, it started out that only uh, a, a few select people, uh, candidates, were chosen to study the ministry. And uh, uh, for years and years, the Catholic church had it all written in Latin, and only the candidates for ministry were permitted to learn Latin, to understand the scriptures at all, and basically that was so that you keep the rest of the people in check. Well, God don't want us to be in check. Jesus said uh, that you'll know the truth and, 
the, 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 the truth will make you free. <laughs> Amen. He wants us to be free, not bound in religion and tradition. So, but there's a God-shaped void inside of people that's intended to be filled with God. Now, uh, when people aren't filled with God, they can be filled with something else. Amen. And, and uh, I, know, I know I'm going a little bit deep right now for some people. But, uh, uh, you know, I was, uh, I was a little bit mean when I was a young person. And I'd gotten born again. But I didn't never heard about really walking with God and really knowing God. And I didn't know about the goodness of God. And I was just imitating everything else I saw. So the world really got to me. And had a, I had a fascination for the world and drinking and, and doing some drugs. But, I, you know, I never did want to hurt anybody. Or I never, never did want to, to uh, you know, thank God for his goodness and his mercy. I always thought girls were so much prettier than guys. And I was always attracted to girls. Never had any confusion about that. Well, I really believe, and you, you know, whatever. You can have your opinion if you want to. This is my opinion, rightly dividing the word of God, being a man of God for 40 years. I think when people have a opposite attraction, or, or even somebody being a, uh, 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 having desires for children... There's something demonically wrong there. When a, when, a, when, a, when a man could have a pretty, soft, perfumey, uh, smelling, good-smelling, pretty woman, you know, and they want an old hairy-legged man, you know, that's a, that's a, I believe in demons. I really do. I believe in demons, and that's a demon. Amen. That's one of them. And it gets in people. And, and Jesus said when that spirit goes out, he'll even go uh, look in other places and come back to see if it's empty. You got to get filled with something else. Amen. We're supposed to be filled with God. Amen. And if we're filled with God, when they come back, there's no place for them to get back in. Amen. Uh, but you know, it's important. Uh, we've we've talked a little bit last week. We talked about salvation being really born again, and how we're born again into relationship with God. And being in that relationship with God gives us the opportunity, the option to have fellowship with God and that's what I really want to talk about tonight is being in fellowship with God and uh, I, I, I believe it'll help you so first Corinthians chapter 1 verse 9 says God is faithful by whom you were called into the fellowship of his son Jesus Christ our Lord so by virtue of the new birth getting born again becoming a Christian what we talked about last week we have a relationship with God Amen. We are the sons of God. Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us that we should be called the children of God. So we get that when we're born again. We're his children. And like I said, you know, my three birth children are uh, Tiffany, Bethany, and, and Dylan. They come out of me. I'm, you know, my DNA is their DNA. And, and by right, uh, they are my children, just like there's my mom and dad. And uh, obviously, if he's around enough to know, there, there's enough characteristics and resemblances uh, that I, I'm their child. <laughs> Amen. And if you get around my children, you can tell they're my children. Amen. And that's relationship. They will always be my children. I will always be their children. But you know what? Uh, I could have chose to live a life that wasn't pleasing to them. And sometimes it happens. Every family's got to work out their own stuff. But there are some families who said, well, if you're going to... And, and sometimes it's, it's forced that way. I, I believe addictions can be demonic. Yes. 
amen, in the stronghold of addictions. And some people get so addicted to substance that they don't care about anything or anybody else than themselves, and they will steal from their mom and dad, amen, and very relatives and lie and cheat and steal, do anything they can to get that next high, amen. So maybe if I'd went that road, uh, I wouldn't have any fellowship with them, but because, uh, uh, you know, I'm not, I didn't go that way, Amen. We serve the same God. Amen. We have fellowship too. Amen. I go to their house. I just walk in. Amen. They're still my mom and dad. Praise God. And love them so much and so thankful for them. Amen. Well, we can have fellowship with God. That's given to us. You can walk with God and talk with God. You can go to God's house. You can sit at his table. The, the, the Bible says in Psalm 91 that there's a table spread. He spreads a table in the presence of his enemies. So you can go right in there and sit down and eat. We can have this fellowship. So by virtue of birth, we have a relationship, but it is our right. We've been given the right, and it's a great privilege to uh, uh, take advantage of fellowship. Amen? And we're we're, we're called to that. See, if you don't have a relationship with God, you need to because... uh, Without Jesus, no man can see the Father. And we celebrate Christmas, and we want everybody to know that. I don't want anybody to go through Christmas season alone or lonely. And see, religion can't fill all that, but uh, relationship and fellowship can. He will walk. You know, there's old songs, great spiritual songs. Uh, I, I went to the garden alone, or I go, and he walks with me, and he talks with me, and he tells me that I am his own. Oh, the joys we share. Uh, you know, when we gather there. So, I mean, there's, there's, there's some old songs. Somebody, somebody had some fellowship back then to write songs like that. Amen. Somebody knew what, they were, knew what I'm talking about. Amen. And, and uh, it's joy unspeakable and full of glory. Amen. Uh, they used to sing a song, I get joy when I think about what it does for me. He can give us joy and, and happiness and peace. Glory to God. So the Bible actually speaks more about fellowship than it does relationship and i believe we're called into fellowship that's what it says god is faithful by whom you were called into fellowship of the son see some people just stop at relationship and they never really go on to know the lord maybe they get baptized in water and they tell them that i'm okay you know now i'm going to go to heaven but they never really go on and get any heaven on earth when it's god's plan that we can can have it uh uh so uh the Bible speaks more of this fellowship than it does relationship. And uh, there's a big difference. Amen. To be a child of God is, uh, is a matter of birth. You must be born again. But to be uh, in fellowship, you must choose to walk with God. I'm going to draw nigh unto God. You know, Jesus said in one of his great sermons, Seek ye first the kingdom of heaven and its righteousness, and then all these things will be added unto you. So if you seek first the kingdom, the things of God, that's developing your fellowship. Amen? And when you do that, then all these things will be added unto you. But if you don't seek it, seeking you shall find, knocking it shall be opened unto you, asking you shall receive. But if you don't, well, you get. You get what you ask for. Nothing, and see, he's a healer. That's part of our benefits. Now, thanks be to God who daily loads us with benefits. That's one of the the benefits is healing. Prosperity, he wants us blessed. 
Amen. Uh, uh, some, you know, every good thing in life is, is part of the blessings of God. Amen. And he wants us to be blessed. Amen. So you must choose to develop fellowship. Amen. So if we're born again, when we were birthed into a relationship with, uh, with our Heavenly Father, we got it. We got relationship. But there is a higher calling once we get there, and it is the inheritance of fellowship. And we have to choose that, and we have to pursue that. Amen. And uh, you get to walk with God and talk with God, and who wouldn't want that? Amen. And now listen, uh, uh, some churches aren't as spiritual. Some churches, they don't understand and believe in the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And if you listen to this preacher any at all, you're going to find out. I'm going to be talking about that more and more and more because the closer Jesus gets to coming back, the more people need to be filled with the Holy Ghost and all the benefits of what it does. It is so important. But some people hadn't heard much about it. And if they hadn't heard much about it, how can they tell you about it? Amen. If you went to the new restaurant in town and it was great and you, know, and you ate till you about popped and they almost had to carry you out, and, and, you know, you just, it was just great. You know, when you run into somebody, you know, uh, you know, and you got gravy dropping down your chin, they said, well, you know, where, where you been? They said, oh, I've been down to the, the, you know, to the happy cow. You know, oh, it's great. You ought to go down there. Amen. But if you didn't go to the happy cow, you couldn't tell nobody about the happy cow. You know, you might say, well, I drove by it, but I don't know. You know, or, or you might could say, well, somebody told me it was awful good. I ran into somebody. But you got to know for yourself. And, and that's, what, that's what fellowship is, knowing for yourself. Getting a little gravy on you, praise God. Hallelujah. Getting some blessing. Amen. So we have inherited the right to have fellowship with the Father. Amen. Amplified of 1 Corinthians uh, 1 and 9 says, God is faithful, reliable, trustworthy, and therefore ever true to his promise, and he can be depended on. By him you were called into companionship and participation with the Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Companionship and participation. You're part of the family, and you're really actively involved, praise God. Amen? Hallelujah. So the greatest calling that any of us could answer is the, the, the call of fellowship, fellowshipping with the Father. And I, I, I want to say this before anybody can really be any kind of a minister. They need to, to, to develop the fellowshipping with the Father. Because if you don't have fellowship with the Father, what can you do? This is why they started training ministers for, for uh, four, six, and eight years. Uh, because they didn't have fellowship. They didn't have an unction from heaven. So all they could teach is head knowledge. So they had to go to lots of school to get some head knowledge to teach all us poor people who didn't know nothing about it what it was all about. And then tell us not to read the Bible. They would take care of all that. And, and, and see, that's just religion. Amen. And God bless everybody like that. But I hope you get hungry and dust that Bible off and read it for yourself and find out there's more to this thing. God is good. Amen. And he's calling you to walk with him and talk with him and know him for yourself. But I believe in every church. I can, I can think of every church that I've been in. I've been in denominational churches when I was younger. And there was always a few people, you know, they were just, you know, it, it's almost like they got plugged in a little bit better than everybody else did. Y'all know what I'm saying? There's always one or two. Uh, you know, my, my old grandpa, you know, Paul Emmett, bless his heart, he had a live wire. Amen. And he, he now he eventually did get filled with the Holy Ghost when he's, I think, 84, got filled with the Holy Ghost. 
But, you know, he was happy anyway. But he got filled with the Holy Ghost, and he would shout and praise God and testify. And when the, the, the Spirit got to moving, and sometimes it would, thank God. And, and listen, we need that, saints. That's what we need. We need more of that, the presence of God. When we come to church, something good happening to us so we can go out and face the world the next week. And, you know, if you're not in a church where stuff like that happens, you need to find you one. I'm just saying. Praise God. And preacher, if you don't have that happening, you need to find God and get out of your book and, amen, get in the book, the Bible, and find out, amen. And he said, ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it will be open unto you. And you can find it if you want it, praise God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So uh, the greatest calling is the call to fellowship. And how could you even minister without being in fellowship? And, 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 and let me say this. If you're just a door greeter, or if you're just an usher, amen, if you're in fellowship, you can be such a greater, you can be such a greater door greeter. You can be such a greater usher. You can be such a greater musician. There's a lot of musicians have natural talent, natural ability, but if they will use their fellowship to draw close to God and get that anointing from heaven on their lives, then they can, they can take the whole service to a whole nother level because they have fellowship with God rather than just relationship with God. Dear Lord, don't we want a preacher that's got a fellowship, got a little fellowship on him? Amen. It makes, it makes all the difference in the world. Now, thank God for having somebody who's eloquent of speech and properly trained. Amen. And carries himself properly. Amen. That would be better than having, you know, somebody said, Y'all come. I reckon we're going to have church up in here now. I reckon. I don't know much, but I know I love God. You know, they know you can have that too. Or you can, you know, can, you can get some fellowship. Fellowship is uh, contagious. And it flows from one person to the, to the other. Amen. So actually without proper fellowship with the Heavenly Father, it would really be difficult to know if you really were called into any kind of ministry. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, I think I want to be a preacher. Uh, you know, it don't work that way. Amen. I knew that I knew that I knew that I was called because I didn't know any difference other than fellowship. I come right in in fellowship. Amen. And I had to figure out, well, some people don't have this. Amen. And, th and they were all right with not having it. Praise God. But it's, it's not really all right. He loves you. He loves you. And it's really not all right with him for you not to have it. Because he can't bless you like he wants to. He can't use you like he wants to. It's really not all right with him. Amen. He's called us into fellowship amen so we've been invited to fellowship associate and have communion and participation in heaven and and uh, this happens through prayer and worship and meditation feeding on the things of god loving the, the word of god amen we're in such a blessed environment right now and i know there's all kinds of uh i know there's all kinds of devices and i know there's all kinds of corruption and wickedness on the internet but there's also so very 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 much righteousness amen and if you have a device amen you you can you can get all the information about fellowship that you want and about the power of god and about all the benefits of god it's all there if you learn to look at the right places and if you want to know i'll be happy to hook you up and point you in the right direction praise god amen but we we are to pray and meditate uh John 1, uh, chapter 1, and we read this, I think, Sunday, but 
faith comes by hearing. I'm not going to read it all. But that which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon. Uh, well, this is, this is uh, the first epistle of John. I'm sorry. This is John John, uh, one and one. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled concerning the word of life. The life was manifested, and we have seen and bear witness and uh, declare to you that eternal life, which was uh, with the Father and was manifested to us, that we which have seen and heard, that which we have seen and heard, we declare to you that you also may have fellowship with us. So he's saying, we found fellowship, and what we've seen and heard, we're telling you about it, and you can have fellowship with us, and truly our fellowship is with the Father and with the Son, Jesus Christ. And these things we write to you uh, so that your joy may be full. So uh, there's a difference between happiness and joy. You know, happiness is... is uh, uh, it comes from right association, being right with life. Everything's going pretty good. And, uh, you know, it just seems like it's harder and harder to find happiness. And I think most people really want happiness. Amen. But it's harder and harder for people to find it. And it seems like there are more and more people who are depressed and discouraged. Amen. Uh, but uh, joy comes from fellowship with the Father through the Word. And, and uh, happy, happiness... Uh, uh, happiness is is uh, a manifestation if everything's going good. You know, it's a pretty good day. I'm happy. You know, why are you happy? I'm pretty good. Uh, everything's going pretty good. But joy is a, is, is a supernatural fruit of the Spirit. Amen. Uh, that comes from fellowship and comes from the presence of God and, and being in His Word. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Amen. And see, we can have joy when everything doesn't look right. Amen. You can have joy whenever your association with life is not right. You can have the joy of the Lord. Amen. Uh, uh, and you can bring joy to the heart of the Father and joy to your own heart when you honor Him. He loves us. He doesn't want the troubles of life getting you down. Amen. He, he told the disciples, He said, In the world you'll have uh, tribulation, but be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. Amen. Now, uh, I want to look at Ephesians chapter 5 here a little bit before we're done tonight. Ephesians chapter 5, we'll jump in at verse 14. Uh, a, a lot of good stuff about right living. You know, some people confuse, are, are getting confused now and day. Where the devil was trying to get us sold out to a gospel without the scriptures. I mean, to a salvation without the scriptures. Or Christianity without the scriptures. We can't go off and leave the word of God. And we certainly can't go off and leave the New Testament. The new covenant uh, that, that belongs to us. And the goodness and grace of God. And, and the benefits. And God forgives us but he delivers us. Right. Amen. And, and helps us and gives us power. And we have fellowship. We'll have more power than, than we ever dreamed of. Amen. The, the, the old hymnal said that. Finding more power than I've ever dreamed. I'm learning to lean on Jesus. That's talking about fellowship right there. Amen. So Ephesians 5.14 says, Therefore he says, Awake you who sleep. Arise from the dead, and Christ will give you light. 
See that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Therefore do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And do not be drunk with wine in which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit. Speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another in the fear of God. And so, if you go back and read uh, chapter 5 from the beginning, we won't go there, but these were people, you know, at first he says, you know, uh, to be imitators of God is dear children and walk in love is what the first verse says. And then it goes on, it says there's certain things that the world's after that we don't partake of. Amen. And, and uh, uh, Jesus paid the price to, to not only forgive us from those things, but deliver us from those things. Amen. Uh, but, but even sometimes children of God, if we're not careful, we can let fellowship slip. Uh, we, don't, we don't believe in backsliding, but some people do it anyhow. <laughs> Amen. How about that? We don't believe in it, but some people do it anyhow. <laughs> we're living sacrifices. Amen. And when somebody's not watching, we'll try to crawl off the altar if we're not careful. But So this is for us. This is what this verse is for those who, who would fall into that category. Awake you who sleep. Arise from the dead and Christ will give you light. Amen. When you, you, know, you need to examine yourself and you need to stay close to the Word of God and keep looking at the Word of God. You need a preacher who might get on your toes every now and then. Amen. And wake you up, praise God, so you can get tuned back in and then you cry out to Jesus and He helps you and everything's all right. See then that you walk circumspectly. That means walk like you got a plan. Amen. Uh, and the Word of God is our plan. And, and the old gospel song, I'm using my Bible for a road map. Amen. Live out of the Word of God. Do what the Word of God says, rightly dividing that New Testament that shows us how we ought to live. Not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. And how many know that that is so much the truth? Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And do not be drunk with wine, which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit. It is becoming more and more common for Christians to, uh, to be... Uh, indulging in alcohol amen and most of the time i don't know i remember when i was a young person and i indulged in alcohol most of the time a little bit of indulgence always led to more indulgence uh in in uh alcohol and i remember how alcohol affected me it always made me a little bit more daring it always made me a little bit more loose-lipped Amen. After I'd had a few, I would say things I would never have said if I was sober. I mean, there's, there's, there are uh, documented facts and statements and testimonies that millions and millions of young people entered into sexual activity under the influence of alcohol when they never would have. And as a matter of fact, alcohol is used to abuse and to rape. Amen. On purpose. It's not a good. It's not a good thing. There's nothing good about it. And and you know, uh, don't fool with that. Amen. But it says what you need. And and if you're if you're hungry for that, this is why you're hungry for that. So don't be fooling with that. But be filled with the Spirit. Amen. I come out of the world wild, poured all my booze out 
flushed all my dope and been high on Jesus ever since and have got no regrets, praise God. Amen. And now the, let me tell you something. The Spirit will make you do stuff you wouldn't have done without the Spirit, but the Spirit's always in control of that stuff. He'll make you say things you wouldn't ordinarily say. I'm guilty of that, amen. But it's always the right thing. It always agrees and lines up with the Word of God. He'll make you do things. He'll make you bold, amen. You know, that, that, that old wine would make you want to fight, amen. Well, the new wine will make you want to fight the devil, praise God, and, and beat his brains out. And he don't want us getting on that. We're, we're, we're supposed to be, uh, that void on the inside is not for old wine, it's for new wine, amen. I just want to make that clear to you and helping you. But be filled with the Spirit. Be being filled with the Spirit is what the Greek says. So verse 19 tells us how to do that. Speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody. You know, around here sometimes we get to singing, and, uh, uh, you know, it just lifts everything up. It just takes us to a whole another level, praise God. Uh, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another in the fear of God. Amen. So uh, we don't need to be drunk with wine, but we need to be being filled with the Holy Ghost, and that comes from, that comes from fellowshipping with God. I, I, I just want to tell you and challenge you, we can enter into that fellowship. More and more, never stop, never give up on it. Keep it growing. Matter of fact, the Bible says the path of the just is as the bright and shining light. It gets brighter and brighter until the day or till the day of the end. And that means we get closer and closer to Jesus the longer we live. Praise God. And uh, good marriage ought to be that way. Amen. We get closer and closer. Amen. Uh, because we know one another and love one another and understand one another and been through so much, praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Uh, uh, and, and, you know, that's likened to being a Christian in, in uh, marriages. Uh, we're the bride of Christ. Amen. He gave himself for her. If you go on and read right there in chapter, uh, chapter 5 right there, you'll read that. Husbands, love your wives like Christ loved the church that he gave himself for. We're supposed to love one another. The Bible teaches you how to have a good marriage. Amen. And, and, and God's for great marriage. Amen. Amen. If you'll do the word of God, you'll find that out. Praise God. He wants us happy. He wants us so in love. I mean, he tells us. I, I, read, I read Proverbs every day. I read a chapter of Proverbs every day. Every, everybody should. Amen. Uh, today was the seventh, so I read chapter seven. Amen. It had, some, it had some stuff, amen, in there, you know, about marriage, praise God. So don't get caught up with a, don't get caught up with an evil woman, amen. But if you stay caught up with your wife, <laughs> amen, hallelujah, praise God, you'll stay away from an evil woman, amen. That's, it's, it says stuff like that, it really does. You have to go read it for yourself. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Well, years ago, I'm going to close with this, and I believe this will help you. I believe you want to hear this. Years ago, uh, I was a young preacher. I'd been preaching a couple years. And, uh, but I'd gotten religious. You can get awful religious. And you think it's spiritual, but it's really religious. Amen? Because you're judging and condemning people who aren't like you. Amen? How, you, you know, and, uh, and, and, and also you think God really loves you because you keep so many rules. I pray so much. 
I read my Bible so much. And that's why God anoints me. I was really caught up in that. I was really caught up in that. But I started really praying and really getting into the presence of God. I started really fellowshipping with God sometimes. And I would get in prayer on Monday morning, and it was different than when I was preaching because I was preaching kind of like I was mad. And I was kind of hollering at people, and I, I really felt like we didn't have a good church unless I got a bunch of people to the altar. Yeah. Amen. And, 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 and believe me, you know, human beings, if you really want to get somebody to the altar, it's not, you know, you just, take, you, you just got a big long list of stuff to pick. Amen. Because the, we, we all sinned and come short of the glory of God. But I was really caught up in that. But I began to realize when I got to praying, I was getting in God's presence for real. And it was so good. And his love was so real. And it was so peaceful. And it wasn't turmoil. And I was really hearing that still small voice. And then I had a preacher friend. And he started, he said, he's the one that got it all going. He said, them old religious devils. You know, uh, and, and because he'd been delivered from them. And he'd grown a lot. He was years ahead of me in the ministry. And oh, he helped me a lot. Because I didn't really know what a religious devil was, but I knew it wasn't good. I knew it didn't sound good. So I started thinking, do I have a religious devil? Because why is the God that I pray to and get in his presence? And he loves me. And he loves me unconditionally. And he speaks to me his word. And it, 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 it just, it's causing me to grow and understand some things. So I realized that there was something wrong. And, and I got to thinking, well, if there's religious devils, I wonder if I got them. I wonder if I might have one. Amen. And so I got to thinking about that and looking into it. And uh, then I, 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 I ministered deliverance to a few people. And uh, some dramatic things had happened. Devils coming out of people. Amen. And so I remembered that and I had a book about it. And I remembered that book had a prayer. Uh, about how to pray for yourself. And I said, well, I don't think I got them so bad that I got to get some preachers to get them out of me. But maybe I got something. Maybe I got some. So I began to pray and cry out. And I got that book and I got this prayer out. And I would lay on my face and I would lay that in front of me. And I'd pray it four or five times every morning. And just cry and squall because I wanted uh, pureness. Because I knew, I mean, it, whatever I had, I was tormented because I knew I wasn't perfect. Amen. And I, and I wanted to be. Amen. But uh, religion will do that to you. Amen. It'll not let you know that God loves you. It'll make you think you've got to keep trying and keep trying and keep trying. So I knew something wasn't right. It's ugly. Religion's ugly. Yeah. Amen. We don't like it at all. You don't need it. Praise God. There's so many false religions and so many people are so caught up in their thing. And there's so many different flavors. They got more than Baskin Robbins. They got more than all the Baskin Robbins put together. Yeah. Amen. It's horrible. Yeah. So I begin to pray this. And I, I, I'm going to read it to you and then I, you can pray with me. It's not, it's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. But I did this, and I did this for weeks. And then one night I went to church in Louisville. And I got, they had a prayer line for preachers. He said, I want to pray for the preachers first. I was way back, more than halfway back. I come running up and got right up in the front, and I was right there on that end. And the preacher come down there, and he put his hands on me, and I went like a sack of potatoes. And I laid there on the floor shaking and trembling snotting and slobbering and the ushers came and picked me up and took me around to the side and I went back I was just crying and sobbing 
and squall and something happened. I went back to the people I was with. It was that preacher that told me that stuff. I went, ba- I went back to my seat, and I said, I don't know what's happened to me, but something awesome has happened to me. Praise God, and I want to tell you, I was never the same. The next morning, I got up, and I got in prayer, and God gave me the most significant vision I'd ever had and the most direction and instruction, and whoo, I was free. I knew Jesus loved me, and I was done with trying to get him to love me. Amen. I couldn't get rid of him. I couldn't get rid of him. He was never going to leave me or forsake me. That's what the Word said. Changed everything. So this is the prayer. Lord Jesus Christ, I believe you died on the cross for my sins and rose again from the dead. You redeemed me by your blood and I belong to you. And I want to live for you. I confess all my sins, known and unknown. I'm sorry for them all. I renounce them all. I forgive all others as I want you to forgive me. Forgive me now and cleanse me with your blood. I thank you for the blood of Jesus which cleanses me now from all sin. And I come to you now as my deliverer. You know my special needs the thing that binds, that torments, that defiles, that evil spirit, that unclean spirit. I claim the promise of your word. Whosoever that calleth on the name of the Lord shall be delivered. I call upon you now in the name of the Lord Jesus. Deliver me and set me free. Satan, I renounce you and all your works. I loose myself from you in the name of Jesus. And I command you to leave me right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. He's got no right. He's a liar and a tormentor, and I'm telling you, my world turned, and I stopped, I stopped reading the Bible to try to get messages, and it was live. It was God's Word. I just entered into a whole another deeper level of fellowship, and we can print that out and uh, uh, get you a copy of that, because I, I, you know, I still do it every now and then. Praise God. Hallelujah, because it helps, and it's needful. And that living sacrifice will try to get to wandering off. And if you get too empty, something will try to get on you. Amen. You know, the, the old preacher says, Sin will always take you farther than you wanted to go, keep you longer than you wanted to stay, and cost you more than you was ever dreaming to pay. And that's what the devil does. Praise God. And this is the way to stay on top of stuff. Amen. Hallelujah. Because greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. The devil don't want you to know that. But we do. Hallelujah. Well, I don't know about you, but I kind of felt like I've been to church tonight. Praise God. Appreciate your attendance, and, and uh, we will be back here Sunday morning for another good time. Praise God. God bless you.